the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, where we discuss all things crypto-related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. What happens to your crypto assets when you die? By some estimates, more than 6 million Bitcoin have been lost forever because the owners forgot their passwords or threw away the hard drives on which the Bitcoin were kept. This happens more often than you think. That's nearly a third of all Bitcoin mined over the last 12 years, lost probably forever. This raises another interesting question for those who have not forgotten their passwords. What happens to your crypto when you die? Cryptocurrencies are not automatically passed on to beneficiaries after death. So when left unaccounted for in a will, they may disappear into the digital ether, causing unnecessary loss and complications during already challenging times, no doubt for the beneficiaries. Now, here's an interesting stat. Nearly 6 million South Africans hold cryptos, and of these, about a half have crypto worth 10,000 rand or more. 12% of those have crypto worth more than 100,000. Now, that's a huge potential problem if the crypto owner has no plan for passing on these digital assets to the beneficiaries. Brandon Sylvester, Client Relationship Manager at Sunlam Trust, has been looking into this and has authored an academic study on the subject of cryptos and wills, and he joins us now to explore this in a bit more detail. Hi, Brandon. It's good to have you on the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. So if you look at the demographics of crypto owners in South Africa, they do tend to be younger people. And I guess the idea of dying is not something that enters their mind. Maybe just explain for us some of the problems that this can lead to. Hi, Kieran. Uh, thank you for having me today. So the most common problem is that uh, crypto owners do not necessarily account for the difficult process which executors and their deceased estates are required to, to follow. For example, an inventory must be, be created. Assets and liabilities must be accounted for at the date of death of the uh, of the deceased person so a few things that uh, the the executor needs to understand or know about in order to administer the estate is that there was crypto in the first place if they are not aware that there was crypto or they cannot locate the hard drives that holds it as well as the credentials and and private keys to access it then the the research has shown that there's a high likelihood of losing that crypto forever that's I mean, a little bit frightening when you think about it. You you did an academic study on this. What were some of the findings that came out of that study? I completed my Master of Law thesis in 2021 at UWC. The title was An Overview and Regulation and the Management of Cryptocurrency in South African Intervivos and Testamentary Trust. I've written articles as it relates to worlds and what the implications are of holding cryptocurrency and bequeathing it in worlds. But within my thesis, I focused on whether a trustee can hold cryptocurrency. So, yeah, I found that it does constitute trust property and that it is capable of being held in a trust. And uh, trustees, as well as executives, need to take certain precautions when dealing with cryptocurrency because it's a very high-risk investment and it's susceptible to hacking and so on. Have you come across instances where people passed away and it was known that they had crypto assets, but nobody knew how to track them down? So to be honest with you, this is a very new topic. Um, I've not come across a case where no one knew about uh, the cryptocurrency and couldn't track it down. I have, however, come across a case where um, the executor of a deceased person informed me that the wife of the deceased had owned crypto, or at least the uh, the wife informed me that the, the deceased person had owned crypto. 
but luckily she had the login credentials um, and it was held on an exchange, crypto exchange. So it makes it a little bit easier when it's held on a crypto exchange, uh, since it's a third party holding the cryptocurrency on behalf of the deceased person. So we're still developing a process um, that the executor should follow to access the account and ensure that the funds are then wound up in the deceased estate. A, a will does become a public document once it's lodged with the master of the court, right? So you, I guess you cannot include the private keys and passwords to the crypto assets in that document because that would give a whole bunch of people that you probably don't want looking at it access to your your passwords and private keys. How do you get around this then when you are writing up a will? Yeah, that's very, uh, that's a very true observation, Kieran. I think the testator needs to give guidance to, to the executor in the will. It's recommended to avoid, definitely avoid leaving private keys and passwords um, in the will. And at the same time, um, you could go the other route of providing the location where the executor can find a contact person or family member that has the up-to-date keys and, and passwords. So, I mean, a few things you can do is be very specific uh, in the wall as to what type of cryptocurrency uh, you own, and then provide the like a detailed account of how the executor can, can find the uh, trusted person that has that information. Uh, because obviously, if it, that information is not kept up to date, and it's lost or forgotten, then uh, the, the crypto will be gone forever. I think the last two points is that you need to nominate an executor that is tech savvy, trustworthy, and understands crypto, and uh, seek legal guidance, especially since it's such a, uh, a, a complex top topic. Uh, there are different types of cryptocurrencies with different types of utilities. So one needs to understand what type of crypto you are holding should you want to bequeath it your uh, your family or your heirs one day i mean in the beginning i said th there's probably something between four and six million bitcoin that have been lost forever because people lost their passwords they can't remember their private keys or you know in the early days they might have been mining bitcoin and uh, it sits on a hard drive and they threw away that computer i mean it's just a horror story when you think back on some of the things that have happened but are people becoming more aware of these risks that we've just been talking about? They do seem to understand custody a little bit better, but I think very little attention has been put on this whole issue of wills and, and, you know, and how you pass on your cryptos to the next generation, right? Yeah, I think, I think as time goes by, more and more people will become aware of the fact that it's quite a high risk to hold crypto. And that after you die, it's not an automatic process in which your beneficiaries automatically inherit or benefit from it. I mean, we've seen countless articles of even exchanges that have been liquidated over time. And with those risks associated with, you know, the fact that cryptocurrency is one of those assets that you have to be quite cautious with when you own it. I think people are becoming more aware as time progresses. Uh, I've recently seen that there's about, according to the AAA, research or recent study, there's about 5.8 million people that currently have cryptocurrency accounts. But at the same time, the mass of the high court release data, which show that more than 70% of people uh, actually have wallets, but don't have wallets. So if you look at those two things, the amount of people that have wallets versus those that have crypto, it's very niche. It's a very small part of, of the market. So when thinking about it, I would hope that over time, people become more aware of the fact that those two things do go together. You can bequeath your cryptocurrency in a wall. It's not something that's automatically done. It's something that you must be very specific with. 
going forward. So for people who have already got wills drawn up, uh, but maybe they haven't thought of this particular aspect of how are they going to hand on their crypto to the next uh, generation, to their beneficiaries, I guess they can make an amendment to it. And probably the best thing to do is to, to nominate somebody trusted who would have access to their private keys or passwords. Is that your recommendation in a nutshell? Yeah, generally, uh, any will that is created encompasses all assets that person owned. But the question will definitely be about the awareness of the executor. So one way to do it is perhaps to have a letter of wishes that provides for that information. It's just a, a letter that's not necessarily binding, but it can guide an executor or trustee with regards to how to um, gain access to that crypto. Uh, alternatively, you can mention it explicitly in the will, obviously, uh, without the, uh, the, you know, the access details. I mean, it's quite an interesting stat that you just gave is that, I mean, we've got something like 6 million South Africans with crypto. That's about 10% of the population, maybe a little bit more. And of those, uh, and, and, and South Africans, not of those, but South Africans, from what you were saying, uh, from the master's office, 70% of them don't have a will. That does leave a lot of room there for crypto to go missing, right? Yeah, I think there's also an opportunity there, um, especially since more fiduciary companies going forward have to embrace the idea that there, uh, there is a gap in the market. There is a space in which people need to be educated on this. And um, yeah, definitely a problem. Um, I know that people might not necessarily see it as a serious problem right now, but I mean, <laughs> to see those articles uh, in 2021 was that uh, this, I think there was a guy that was, you want to do gain access to the refuge site or the uh, the landfill in order to you know find this hard drive that he lost uh, such a long time ago it's a really serious thing when it's millions of rands that are that's on the line right yeah the guy the guy digging through the the landfill looking for an old hard drive good luck on that one um, <laughs> yeah Okay, I mean, what we've been talking about, that applies to people who've lost their private keys or passwords, but there are cases of people leaving their cryptos on exchanges which have been hacked, uh, or exchanges have even been placed in liquidation, Ice Cube in South Africa being a case in point. What's your advice to people in, in the situation where they have their cryptos sitting on exchanges, or does that not really, that's not really part of your remit, it's not something that you would give advice on, or do you? I can't necessarily give advice on it, but I, we can look at it uh, from a, you know, a positive and negative perspective, pros and cons. For example, I mean, crypto exchanges may have a higher likelihood of recovering the crypto upon the death of the testator, assuming that the exchange is still in existence. But um, that's because the exchange holds the private keys on behalf of the, uh, of the testator. But on the other hand, when you hold crypto in a soft or hard wallet, it also comes with its own risks. Um, as you said, if you've forgotten the private key or uh, God forbid you've lost your memory or something or you, uh, you know, you're incapable of locating it for or whatever reason, then, I mean, those are the two things that you have to look at. I would say that the latter is probably the preferable uh, or the recommended route, which is to keep the cryptocurrency in a, in a soft wallet, maybe the safest option, because at least with that option, you can make arrangements for your executives and heirs to, to locate it. But as mentioned before, like you have to make an absolute um, effort in order to ensure that it can be found. Definitely uh, something to consider. 
All right, so you, you were saying I'm trust. Um, um, that's quite interesting that you kind of have the speciality around cryptos and uh, wills and testaments. But from where you're sitting, are big institutions starting to get excited about cryptos uh, or are we still a long way from that? I think we might be a long way from that, but I think with, with the law catching up with uh, innovation, obviously the law should follow innovation. Um, with the, the, the recent Financial Intelligence Center Act annexure, which now designates crypto assets as, um, service, as crypto asset providers as accountable institutions, I think more and more bigger institutions will start to look at the risks associated with it, and they'll be able to find ways in order to incorporate certain products that you know um, that uh, involve cryptocurrency. I think. More and more companies with more legislation, they'll start having more faith in cryptocurrencies and and they'll start to understand more and more about how, how to ensure that um, consumers are, uh, how would I put this, um, I guess consumers would have to be educated on it as well. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a very difficult one to answer uh, because I haven't seen many companies embracing cryptocurrency, with, especially within the, the fiduciary industry. But I think that is changing with, with each year. Right. What about financial advisors? Do you think they have got sufficient knowledge in this area to give advice to their clients? Or are we still a long way from that too? I believe in a previous podcast that you had with uh, Paul Cassidin from Petrock Investments, um, the research that they'd done was that 66% of clients were buying crypto without financial advisors. And 63% of advisors were buying crypto for themselves. So it's almost like each each uh, individual that invests in crypto generally do it from a retail point of view or without the involvement of financial advisors. But I do think that financial advisors over time have become um, aware of the fact that it can be a lucrative industry. It, it can be a product to to look at. For example, with wills in particular, I would assume that it's something that to ensure that an estate plan can be done correctly, that that should be something that they can consider. I mean, the other thing that my research has shown, uh, my thesis in particular, was that when looking at crypto, it shouldn't be the majority of your investment since it's so volatile, but it definitely should be, you know, less than 10% of what you're looking at. But I think advisors will, over time, once there's more uh, education on this topic and um, there's more regulation, I think it's something that they should uh, definitely consider in future estate plans. Fantastic stuff. Brandon Sylvester, Client Relationship Manager at Salem Trust. We're going to leave it there. Thank you very much, Brandon, for coming on the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. Thank you, Kieran. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, hosted by Kieran Ryan. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.